This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play Doctor Online. Uh, it uh, Let's see, what should I start with this week? I, I should warn you right up front. This is probably going to be the most visual show I've done in a while. Now, I do some visual stuff, meaning I talk about things that uh, you have to look at. <laughs> and it's not always a, a great idea on a podcast, which is an audio medium, but as I tell you every week, at least I try to remember to tell you every week, I do have a show notes page, which is at dimland.com. You click on the blog option and you'll get to the show notes page. And the pictures that I'll be talking about tonight, which I'll try to describe as best I can, uh, uh, they will be there and then you can look at them and say, ah, okay. So if you're one of those people who downloads the show from iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts, which Dimland Radio is on, those those deals and if you would be so kind as to put a nice review on iTunes and maybe five star review kind of rating review thing uh, that'd be great I mean people do that in these podcast things right they remind you to do these things well that'd be great anyway um, uh, it's so I've got a bunch of uh, pictures images and things to discuss as we go through the show uh, so just letting you know that up front. Um, there was one thing I was going to mention, and I hadn't written it down in the notes here, but uh, uh, I figured I'd get to it right at the top of the show, uh, and that is, uh, um, I did say that uh, uh, a couple, last week or something, I went to see Dana Gould perform at the Acme Comedy Club over in Minneapolis. Uh, it's the second time Amy and I have gone to see him now, and he's very funny. I know I mentioned that much of it, but um, he'll do a meet and greet after the after his show. And if you want, you can get in line and you can take a picture with him. He'll sign stuff for you. He'll talk to you for a little bit. He's, he's very seems like a really nice guy. And he does a podcast. I know I've mentioned it in the past. Uh, it's called the Dana Gould Hour. It's never just an hour. It's almost always more than two hours. Sometimes it's almost three hours. He, he gets some very good guests. Uh, they're funny uh, quite often. Um, he's funny quite often. And he does this middle bit in the show, which is a an examination of some event or a person or a literary character or something, you know, a movie he, he'll it's it's a something that he finds interesting. He did a talk about the uh, the Orson Welles radio adaptation of uh, War of the Worlds. Uh, I was talking with one of my friends the other day about this uh, uh, particular story, and and it's and and Dana brought this up as well. I'm not sure where my friend heard this, but you know, if some of the same information. I can't remember where he said it was from. But anyway, some of the same information in that, in that there were other versions of that radio show. Orson Welles did his, and then some other station in Venezuela or somewhere thought that, hey, that's great. Got a lot of a lot of reaction to that show. So they did the virtually the same show in Spanish, because Venezuela is a Spanish-speaking country. And the results were even nastier than the results in in America. And we're not exactly certain that the panic that was said to have taken place was more of a trumped-up uh, newspaper thing, because the newspaper 
was felt threatened by radio. And so anything that can make radio look bad, newspaper would, would do. So that was one of the things that Dana Gould talked about in this little history bit. He also talks about the, 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 how the sequel to the original Planet of the Apes was, was greenlit uh, it to be produced because if you if you've seen the movie that's it's called Beneath the Planet of the Apes it's really disturbing and it ends really really dark and it was not likely to go through the way uh, it ended up uh, yeah, just because it ended so bleakly but there was a uh, there was some conflict within the power structure of the studio that 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 put that film out that uh, one, some guy that was headed out the door greenlit it with the bleak ending and the bizarreness of the movie and I actually think as a sequel goes that's pretty good I thought I thought Beneath the Planet of the Apes was pretty good so anyway uh, it's, it's Dana Gould and if you know him if you start to listen to his podcast, you'll learn he has a he has a very uh, uh, strong affinity to the movie Planet of the Apes, especially the original Planet of the Apes. It just it's uh, something from when he was a kid, just really, really latched onto that movie. In fact, he has uh, written in the adaptation of uh, the Rod Serling initial draft or uh, first pass or whatever it was of the of the script for the original film Planet of the Apes. Uh, Rod Serling had written up something that was much different than than you know some of the elements were still the same but it was much different than what was eventually produced. Well the you know, they had some comic book company had the ideas, so let's put out a graphic novel of this, and Dana, they got Dana, Dana Gould on board to to write the to adapt the script that uh, that uh, Rod Serling had written, and then he got an artist on board, and he did he did the art, and it's really nice, and I had Dana sign the book and all that. So, was, and we're in line. It's I I talked to Dana, and I said, you know, I really love your podcast, and I said uh, I especially love the middle bit. Uh, where you do your history thing, uh, which he knew what, he, what I meant by the middle bit, and he told me since he was writing one as we were, uh, as it, you know, he was getting one finished up uh, for the uh, for the next show, which should hopefully be dropping soon, and uh, uh, because he only does one a month, one show a month, and. Uh, He's, so he was telling me some aspects of it, and it, it was a topic which I'm familiar, and I'm not going to. It has to do with uh, uh, it has to do with the United States and the Soviet Union at the end of World War II um, doing the the best that they could to ignore <laughs> the 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 past deeds of the uh, of the Nazi German scientists, uh, what they had done during the war. And to get them on, you know, get them working on their space, their respective space programs. And uh, he was telling me something. About, and at some point, he's t he was just telling me some bit. And I said, "Well, I know that." <laughs> and I probably, I guess, the way you know, cause, uh, I, I don't know, the way I said it got uh, made him chuckle a little bit. And he said, "Well, you know," but and I, but I look forward to it. And I told him this as well about his podcast. His is the. Is the only podcast that I listen to that I don't feel compelled to speed through the ads. Uh, I if if I I mean I might speed through them anyway, but I don't if I'm listening to it on the headphones and I'm just really busy doing something, I'm not gonna you know, pull the iPod player out of my pocket so I can do the fast forward. I'll just I'll just go with it because they don't bother me. Uh, most other ads that I hear on the shows, especially the ones where they they do the they read the ads. Uh, the, the hosts themselves do the ads, and, and that's the ones that it's just. Uh, uh, it just I, let me get through this. You know, my favorite murder, Penn Sunday School, uh, what well, you name it. Well, the podcasts I listen to, even um, the Skeptics Guide to the Universe, I'll, I'll zip through those. I just don't want to hear them. Okay, I'm not going to buy the product, so just stop it. <laughs> 
but you know they get money for it. it helps them produce the podcast so that you know, they're the ads are there but i for some reason when dana gould does them i don't mind it he puts a interesting bed of music behind it or under it i'm not sure how they what the radio term is but and 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 he there's and there's a way that he writes them and he, he the way he delivers it there's a there's just something to his voice and i was telling him this, this i said there's just something the way you deliver it that the, there's something in your voice that just i don't feel compelled to to speed through him and he and he looks at me and says is it the sound of contempt cuz i i think he <laughs> i think he does the ads fairly begrudgingly uh, he could use the money. And I'm not sure how strong he vets the ads. Uh, if I were to ever have sponsors on the show, which <laughs> I'd need more than an average of 22 downloads a show to get any sponsors. Uh, that's why I get uh, public service announcements uh, in my ad break because I, you know, and if I didn't do this show on Z Talk, I wouldn't have the ad breaks. I would just do I don't know 45 minutes or an hour, just me talking straight. But on ZTalk, I've established that I take a couple of breaks because I just kind of need it. And uh, anyway, that's behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, he's he's apparently he's not thrilled with them, and he did tell me a story about one of the sponsors. I'm not sure if he still has the sponsor or not, if this made him part ways with them, but um, I won't say what the product is. Or service because there's only a handful of products and services that are advertised on on podcasts, and uh, you could probably guess. Uh, so I'll be careful not to give the details. But it it's a it's it, it's it's an ad for a product, and uh, Dana told me he says he was thinking I need a new one of these. Uh, as it is, and he thought, you know, they're a sponsor of the show. Maybe they can hook me up. And he he says the the product he says is wildly expensive, just very costly apparently. And so he calls the sponsor or whomever he gets a hold of, and says, hey, you know, you sponsor my show. Can I get a little, you know, you know, get a little help with this? And they said, "Well, sure, we'll knock fifty bucks off for you." Uh, I think that's the promo code uh, deal. You know, you you put in, you you hear the show, you put in the promo code, so they can track which shows are doing the best for advertising. Oh, we got uh, fifteen and fifteen of these products sold. Uh, using the Dana Gould pro promo code, uh, code, okay, or we got even more. So, I mean, that's that's how they do it. That's why they want you to use a specific promo code. I think you probably knew that or could have figured that out. Uh, and so he hears that the fifty bucks, and he hears that as a as uh, his sponsor saying to him, "F you." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I guess that's I guess that leads to a certain amount of contempt in the voice. As he does the ads, but I still, I, you really ought to check out the podcast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it, they do talk some politics here and there. Uh, he's uh, he seems to be pretty even-handed about things, and I like that. And uh, and even when he has guests that are maybe way to the left, or 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 more to the left, I should say, maybe not way to the left, but more to the left, and some are more to the right. There's a there's a balance, and there's a um, there's a a give and take that seems to work, and so uh, and I'm going to get into some other you know a give and take kind of thing when I uh, go a little further in the show here. Uh, however, I need to uh, call up something on my computer so I can take a look at it and and describe it for you because here's where the visual stuff is going to begin. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, uh, well. It's uh, the thing that uh, some people get a little put off about because I, 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 you know, I have to do this again. I don't have to, but I'm going to, and uh, I'm doing it because, you know, the people out there, some people out there, they just keep, they keep doing this thing that I, I've talked about 
numerous times on the show. Apparently, none of my 22 downloaders have have uh, gotten this message, and that is, uh, well, you'll under you'll hear the familiarity when I get to it. it. There's a meme that's that's out on the Facebook that consists of five images of uh, of our president and his daughter. And it's all set up with this little bit of text at the top that's, that reads, haters just wish they had a hot daughter like this. So that sets the tone and, and sets the narrative that you are supposed to take with you as you look at the images. There are five images, I'll describe them. Uh, in the upper left corner is an image of, uh, of, the, of the president standing in front of his daughter. We're seeing this from behind Ivanka. We're looking over her shoulder. And he's, he, he appears to be glancing down a little bit. Like he's, I'm not sure exactly where he's looking, but he's glancing down a little bit. He's got his eyes, his eyes are lowered. And his, you know, he's, he's, just, he's just glancing down a little bit, standing in front of her. We move uh, to the, the, the upper right corner and we see him that that uh, he's looking down at her a little bit again. She's standing. We're we're still looking at her from behind, but we're a little more three quarter view. We've come around to the left a little bit, and it's a portrait format photo. So we see that his hand is on her hip, and let's see. And then uh, we go over to the lower uh, left corner. And we see the the air there there he's giving her a kiss. His mouth appears to be a little bit open. It looks a little hmm. Uh, the middle picture is uh, Ivanka is turned with her back to him. He is reaching around her. He's got his arm under her right arm, and he's reaching around her midsection. Like he's hugging her from behind, and she's got her head up and her and tilted just one way, which to my eye looks like she's getting a she's uh, she's preparing to receive a kiss on the cheek. That's what it looks like to me. And then in the lower right corner, she's turned back around to him, and he's got his hand on her boob. Now I hope most people once they once they get to this point, they think, okay, this can't be real. I hope that's at least uh, going through their minds as they look at the at these images. Uh, there's more that I hope uh, is real, uh, or or that people are uh, thinking when they look at this stuff that I will talk about when I get back from my first break. Uh, I but I have to get the break ready. Here it is. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio and the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll be back to do some more looking at this image and pointing out a couple of things. Uh, so sit tight. <laughs> You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, 
Ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run without scissors, it's the least you can do. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. First there came radio, and it was good. Then it got bad. Then there came satellite radio, and it was okay. Then it got too expensive and kind of sucked. Now there is something new, something better, something free. Stitcher Radio for the iPhone and BlackBerry. With Stitcher, you can hear all the shows and podcasts you can imagine. Rate them and build your own station. No downloading, no syncing, no problem. Just pick a station to get started, like American news and politics. Now, look at the shows you have to pick from. Pick one and start listening. Like it, make a favorite, and start your own station. Don't like it? Thumb it down and say bye-bye to shows like it. Or thumb it up to find more like it. Plus, you can search and find your favorite podcasts. We have over a thousand shows to pick from. Stitcher Radio, the natural evolution in audio listening. And it's free. <laughs> Flay a penny snake in the cauldron, boil and bake. I have newt and toe of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog, adder's fork and blind worm's sting, lizard's leg and howlet's wing. For a charm of powerful trouble, like hell broth boil and bubble, this brew be ye only salvation from your favorite radio station. <laughs> You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. <laughs> To Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Okay, so we're looking at these images of uh, our president and his daughter. And uh, hopefully, most people will look at this and they'll see at least that center image and the lower right image and realize that that just, no, I'm sorry, that just isn't, that can't be true. Hopefully, most people will look at that. There's going to be a segment of people that are going to look at it and say, oh, yeah, yep, because this, it, these images of the president with that little bit of text that sets up the narrative that the president is a creep and, uh, and you know, would like to have sex with his daughter, which that's, that's out there. And I don't know what's in the man's heart. I, like to, I hope that he doesn't want to do that, but I don't know. Now, I'm not a fan of the president. You know, we just have another, what, uh, six years and two months before he's gone? Uh, I know. Hopefully it's just two years and two months. But he's there. And uh, I don't think he's getting impeached. And the reason I keep bringing this up is to tell those people who are responsible for putting images like this together, says this isn't the way to do it. You know, he's got plenty of stuff that you can point to that he actually does and he actually says. He's got plenty of policies that are leading to bad things or that you think are bad policies that you can point to and explain to people why this is bad and why the guy should not be reelected. And you know, it's, you should be doing that kind of stuff. But when you when you send around this, which is essentially a lie, you're you're not helping the cause. You're giving those that support the, the president blindly, or maybe not blindly, maybe they have perfectly legitimate reasons for su- supporting him. I know I can't think of any, but maybe they do. And they'll look at this and they'll just call you fake news. There you go. You're lying. So don't don't give them that ammunition, even if this is just supposed to be a joke. The center image and the lower right image, that you can just, just hopefully, I mean, I, I look at it and immediately say, well, those the, the resolution to those images aren't the same as the other ones. It looks like there's some 
some funny business going on there. And there is. Uh, it is the exact same photograph, except it's had some photo manipulation. I mean, the two photographs are the same photograph. The one where she's got her back to him and he's got his arm going under her right arm and around her midsection, she's either she's just flipped around. And you know, she she's been flipped around and there's no way his arm could get around her unless it was paper thin. So it's, it's to me it's just obvious that somebody's just uh, doctored the picture. Then the lower right picture where he's grabbing her boob, it's the same image. She's flipped toward him this time. And his arm has been cut and cropped and pushed and, and moved up so that it looks like he's grabbing her boob. Okay, so those two images just can be completely dismissed as being fake, made up. Yes, they're, they're actual pictures of the two people, but they're not doing anything remotely similar to this. The other images, the first two, the top two, the, uh, the one on the left and the one on the right, it's the same moment. It's just that uh, there's one photographer that's over to the right a little bit more than the other, so you just get a different angle of the same moment. And it might look like it's a bit lurid, like he's checking her out, like he's looking at her chest, but I don't think that's what he's doing. Uh, and, and then the kiss picture. The reason why I don't think it's, it's, it's quite what's being shown here is that you can take a still image. You can find that still image that's going to be unflattering and use that. Or you can find a still image that's going to be flattering and use that depending on what narrative you want to throw across. That's the thing about photography. You get plenty of pictures. You know, it's, you know the, the camera's taking all these pictures. You know, just shutter going bang, 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 bang. And then you look through all these pictures and say, okay, that, let's take that one because it makes the guy look dumb because his eyes were closed. Or it makes her look angry because she happened to be making just that face, even though that face is just part of making it. She was starting to smile. But they catch it in just the, the right way and they can throw it off to change what things mean. So what I decided to do was to see if I could identify where this took place because all these pictures seem to me to be come, taking place at the same event. They're he's they're dressed in the same you know outfit in each picture. You know he's got his big boy suit on with the red tie, the power red tie. You know the one that hangs down to his knee, and she's got this uh, this pink dress suit kind of thing. And you know, the background has the same flags and, and big curtain back there. So I'm a, I was pretty sure it was the same event. So I just cropped out one of these pictures, dropped it into a Google image search, found a page that, started, that uh, gave me some information, and then I, I uh, changed the parameter of the search to look for videos. And when I found, I scrolled through the videos that, were, that came from this this that were prompted by this image, uh, I found where it came from. This comes from the uh, the Republican National Convention from 2016. This is when uh, Donald Trump got officially nominated as the candidate for the presidency for the Republican Party. And Ivanka Trump gave a 15-minute speech uh, as part of an introduction to her dad, you know, bringing him out on stage. And I'll link to that video in the show notes. It's it goes over 15 minutes, and if you want to just get to the you know 15 minutes and seven seconds part of it, that's where Trump starts to come in. And then you can watch this whole thing take place. Him walking up to her, he he puts his you know arms to her sides up on her on her upper arms. He goes in to kiss her on you know one cheek, and then he kisses her on the other cheek, and then he gives her a little. It looks like it's the the shot is taken from above. You can't see the hand, but you you know if you put together with his hand on her hip, in the one picture here, it looks like he just he looks down just like he's finding her hip, and he gives her a little pat on her hip as she walks off, and that's like a. I look at it a little more innocently, maybe, than I should, but I look at it as being just a, just a, a proud dad giving his daughter a pat on the bottom. I, you know, I pat my son on the bottom frequently, and I'm sure it bothers him, but I do it. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's a dad thing. So I, I, when you watch the video, it's far more innocent. There's nothing incestuous about it. There's nothing lurid or creepy about it. It's just because... Because the video shows it happening in real time, and we're not just focusing on these moments. So focusing on these moments, giving it that header, haters just wish they had a hot daughter like this, 
suggesting that Trump thinks his daughter's hot, uh, which he might, but, you know, whatever. That sets up how we should be looking at these pictures. And then they put in the two photographs that are just lies. Be careful of that. And again, to you folks out there who make these kinds of images and, and send them around, if you're trying to do so in, a, in an effort to take the man down, it's, it's not going to work because it's a lie. You're lying. Don't lie. All right. The next visual image I'm going to go through. Um, I saw this cartoon on the Facebook and then I couldn't find it again. So I had to do a quick sketch of it and I'll, I'll, sc I'll scan it, uh, scanned it in and I'll put it on the show notes page so you can see the sketch. Now this, the, the point that this person was trying to make is the change in the discourse from years ago the way it is to the way it is now. Political discourse. And the guy or gal who created this you can tell has a as a particular political bias and their bias happens to be uh, toward the right toward the Republicans and uh, it shows uh, 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 two fellows the stick figures pointing at a number that's uh, that's um, sort of looks like it's laying on the ground and one fellow's on the left side of it, and the other fellow's on the right side of it. And the number, as you're looking at it, is written on its side. So the person on the left, who's the Democrat, is pointing at the number, and he's saying it's a nine. He says that's nine. And the person on the right is a Republican. He's pointing at the number, and he's saying it's a six. And then... Then the image shows, so that's the way it was. That's the discourse. We, they see things from a different point of view. They're seeing the same thing, but because of their viewpoints, their interpretation's different. It's showing, but, they, yeah, but now they're going to show how it's different today. And the Democrat is pointing not at the number. It's, he's pointing at the Republican, and he's saying racist while the Republican is pointing at the number and saying six. Now, there's a couple things about this. One is timing. Uh, you have to understand timing. Even in a drawing, even in a series of drawings, in a comic book or comic strip, it, let's say if you know, the, the racist, the word racist is the punchline. You, you, you have to set up the joke. You have to set up the punchline before you deliver the punchline. And this one, the timing is wrong, at least for me. It should, be, it should go this way. The Democrat should be, I mean, actually, it should go this way, where the Democrat is pointing at the Republican and yelling, yelling uh, racist, and the Republican should be pointing at the Democrat yelling commie or something like that. You know, they're just to show how things have changed because both sides are just yelling at each other now. It went from being, I think I'm right, and I think you're wrong. It went from that to being, I, I'm right, and you're evil. It's, it's gone like that. Now, that's not the complete thing, because I think on a more uh, individual level, personal level, I think people treat each other a lot better than it seems they do when you look at social media, you look at the news, and you look at the way things go there. I think people get along a lot better than they seem to through social media. Because it's so much easier to be your nastier self that way. Um, so you should try to, to uh, be the better, nature, uh, better angels of your nature. You should at least aspire to that. Um, so anyway, uh, but for this to work as as a maybe not necessarily a joke but for timing to work properly it should have been set up differently the if you want to keep you know the same the person's same political partisanship if you want to preserve that for this cartoon the first frame should have had the democrat over on the right side of the number and the republican on the left side now i'm sure they probably set it up this way because well democrats are on the left and republicans are on the right but if you want to get the timing right for this in a in the western world people read left to right 
you know, it, I, it's, it's, this is not uh, uh, in Hebrew, it's not Arabic, and it's not J Japanese. I think Japanese goes right to left, and the Arabic language goes right to left, and I think Hebrew language goes right to left. For the, for the part of the world that uh, Facebook really seems to encompass, we read le left to right. So the timing has to go in a left to right flow. So you put the Republican on the other side, the Democrat on the one, and then you have you know, the Republican say, in this case, he'll say nine, and the Democrat says six, and then in the next frame, the Republican is still saying nine while the Democrat is pointing at the Republican saying racist. That's how it should flow. It makes sense that way. The timing is right. Put the punchline where it belongs. So that's, you know, but I don't know, you know, like I said, the, the message of this cartoon is decidedly partisan. And it's, uh, you know, partisan toward the right. Uh, let's see. There's a couple images out that follow the same thing that I'm talking about here. And that is uh, the flow. How it, it, it would be better... If they, if whoever put these together would understand that you need to go left to right to set up uh, the punchline of these, there are two images that have to do with the same joke, and it's it's an image of Wonder Woman as played by uh, Linda Carter, uh, who <laughs> Uh, now, at the time that this TV show was on, I was into Farrah Fawcett. Not that I didn't notice uh, Linda Carter. I mean, there are certain points of interest <laughs> for a kid that was the age I was at that time. But I was more into Farrah. But, you know, if you know about the character of Wonder Woman, she has this one tool, one tool that she uses, which is the lasso of truth. And any person that she gets wrapped up in this, this rope, this golden rope, uh, will be forced to answer whatever questions she gives them truthfully. And so she's there's a picture of her. Uh, she has someone, I assume, uh, uh, caught up in this, this lasso uh, just off camera. And you see that the, the rope is going off to the one corner, and she's holding it. But the thing is, and, and, and then they have a picture of either Trump or uh, Sean Hannity. There's two images, I'll show you them. And they have, it says, the uh, for the Hannity one, it says on the top, scene I would love to see. Wonder Woman reels in Hannity with her lasso of truth. And then underneath Hannity's face, he says, okay, I confess, truthfully, I'm a lying idiot, but I got to make a living somehow. And then there's a picture of, uh, you know, it's a picture of, Trump, uh, of, uh, of Hannity. And then next to him is the picture of, of uh, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, with the with the rope with the lasso going toward Hannity's picture, but she should be first. He's the punchline. He should be next. It should flow to the right, not to the left. So what the person would have needed to do, what I would have done if I was setting this up, I would have, you know, I would have done it in Photoshop. I would have, uh, uh, I would have uh, my type would have been set up so much nicer than what this is. But I would have flipped the image of Linda Carter. There's nothing in there that that would you would not be able to tell that the image had been flipped. I would I just flip it over so that the rope is going to the right, and her image is first, Hannity is second, and then the other image is uh, it's just pretty much the same setup, except it's Donald Trump saying, "All right, I confess, I lie a lot. Now get that thing off my neck." The timing, it's timing, and you want to get it right. Uh, see, uh, now if I want to get my timing right, I should take my next break here because, uh, well, that's I've got up to that point. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I think I have one more visual thing to talk about, at least, <laughs> uh, I, I, and uh, and then I'll. Uh, We'll see what else I get into the show tonight. So you're listening to Dimland Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Simmons. I shall return. You can fast forward as soon as this little song gets done. 
<laughs> We're scaring up a good time on your favorite radio station. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your hands often to reduce the spread of germs and disease. To wash your hands properly, wet them, apply a quarter-sized amount of liquid soap, and rub them together for about the time it takes to sing the Happy Birthday song twice. Wash the front and back, in between your fingers, and under your nails. Dry them with a paper towel if possible, and then use the paper towel to turn off the faucet and open the door. If soap and water aren't available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. A message from the CDC. Okay, I have something here. It's it's an EVP. I'm telling you, it's really something. Um, I need to call it up. I got to tell you, this is uh, really shaking me. I need to play it for you, and uh, well, I won't. Uh, I won't prejudice your mind as to what you're going to hear. I won't prime the pump. Just have a listen. Get out! Did you hear it? Did you hear it? I, I, I think that was clear as day. I heard, well, I don't understand it, but it's, I heard bread trout. Clear as day. Ooh, creepy. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons, uh, giving some visual talk on the podcast. And I wonder why I only have 22 downloads a show. <laughs> um, there's, a, uh, there's, there's one image that I spotted on the Monster Talk Facebook page. Monster Talk is a podcast that's hosted by uh, Blake Smith and Karen Stolzno. It's a skeptical podcast that uh, examines monsters. Uh, they have guests on that, you know, and they they look at various kinds of monsters from a skeptical point of view. Uh, it's it's pretty good, and uh, you should check it out uh, if you haven't already. And their Facebook page, somebody had shared uh, an image that was captured on one of those trail cameras or game cameras or something. I'm not sure how these cameras work, if they go 24 hours a day, or if it's something like if some motion is detected, the camera will come on and take snaps or video or something. I'm not sure exactly how this one worked, but there's an image from one of these cameras that's, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's kind of creepy, and uh, it shows a deer in full gallop, uh, it seems, or at least uh, leaping away from something that, that's chasing it. Uh, it's coming toward the camera, and it's got the, the glowing eyes that the animals get when the light hits it just right. And, and uh, so you see that, and you almost miss, miss it, but then it's kind of hard not to miss it, but you almost do. 
at least I did, that whatever is chasing it, and I'm looking, what's chasing it? You have to look up in the sky. And what you see is this creepy creature with the red or the, 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 the bright glowing eyes and its limbs spread out that seems to be chasing the deer. Uh, it turns out, you know, and it's fairly obvious if you look at the picture closely enough, it's a flying squirrel. And the, the, the flying squirrel might have startled the deer and got it to run, or the deer could be running on its own with no... It's just a coincidence that the flying squirrel happens to be in the picture. It photobombed the deer, so the deer was thinking, oh, I wanted a nice action shot. I didn't want you in it. But still, there it is. I bring it up for a couple of reasons. One, it's a cool picture. And two, it's a pretty good detail to the picture. You're very clear what it is. Uh, it, the, the event is pretty rare. Oh, it's not rare that a deer might be running through the woods. It's not rare that a flying squirrel might be swooping around in the woods. But it's rare that you might catch both of them at the same moment. It, that's rare. And yet, there it is. We got a picture of it. And still, no good picture of a Bigfoot wandering around the woods. They got trail cameras out somewhere. You know, it, it, why, why is that? Why is it all these decades, the, the proliferation of cameras, the, the, the people moving into these areas to, to, because they have more spare time to go, to, to go do these, you know, explore and look for Bigfoot if, if they want, or just to accidentally catch a picture of them. Why? Why are we still looking at the Patterson-Gimlin film, which is from 1967 or 68, it's, if you don't know it by name, you know it by sight. You That image of Bigfoot walking along, looking back at the camera, you know, you've seen it. That is still probably the best bit of, well, not probably, it is, the best bit of photographic evidence of Bigfoot that there is. And even that is inconclusive. It's probably a guy in a suit. Even though you know, people argue against that, and there's no way it could be a guy in a suit, and all that stuff, like, come on. <laughs> you really, it, it's just... It's probably that. Seems more likely than its actual primate. And plus, plus you add to that fact that, that it was 1967-68. That's 50 years ago. And still not a better image than that. Oh, there's been some fella... They talked about this on, the, um, on another skeptical podcast, which I'm leading to. Uh, and they said that, you know... There is some fellow out there that seems to get some really good images of, of Bigfoot, but they really look fake. <laughs> and that's kind of the weird catch-22, that sometimes the better the image that is, that is found of some of these cryptids, the more likely it's looked at as being a, a hoax. Because it's, I guess it's easier to tell if it's fake. It's, uh, it's easier to tell. If it was an actual, you know, if it was an actual gorilla, let's say, going through a trail and it gets caught on this camera, I think people would you would say, oh yeah, you can see that's a, a gorilla. So if, if Bigfoot really exists and you get a good picture of it, I think it'll, it, it won't show those, those telltale signs that make people think fake. Uh, it'll be, boy, this really looks like an animal. You know, it, I have, if it exists, if a picture is found, uh, I think it will be more clear that it's that's an actual animal. That's not somebody in a suit. That's not some CGI. That's 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 an animal. So speaking of the Patterson Gimlin film, uh, this I heard on uh, the podcast um, "Squaring the Strange." Now that's hosted by Ben Radford, uh, Celestia Ward, and Pasquale Romero. Uh, Pasquale's not on it as frequently as, as Ben and Celestia. They're on every one episode uh, lately. He Pasquale's had stuff going on, so he, I think he produces it, but uh, some, sometimes he's not able to be part of it. Uh, but anyway, so they, were, they had an episode recently about the photographic, the state of photographic evidence of Bigfoot. Uh, film, video, snapshots, whatever. And they they mentioned something that I did not know about. There was a magazine that existed. Uh, it might still exist, I'm not sure, but it was called True Magazine. And in 1960, 
seven or eight years prior to the Patterson-Gimlin film, there was an article by a fellow named Ivan T. Sanderson. Uh, it was titled, A New Look at America's Mystery, Mystery Giant. It was an article about Bigfoot, and there was a two-page illustration done by Mort Kunstler, who I believe was uh, uh, an artist who had worked on uh, some classics illustrated comic books uh, back in the day. I think, I think his name comes up uh, when I do my inventorying of comic books. Um, the illust- it's a two-page illustration that shows a hunter uh, taking a, you know getting a bead on with his hunting rifle on a Bigfoot creature that's walking past him. And uh, it has an interesting feature, a pendulous breast. And that was the thing about the Patterson-Gimlin film that a lot of people pointed to. There's pendulous breasts, and, and they made this point on Square and the Strange that for some reason the, the term pendulous, pendulous breasts was mentioned. Uh, and, and they're not saying that this was a direct influence on the costume, that uh, the Patterson-Gimlin film might be showing. But it's curious that that, that aspect happens. You know, did, you know, Patterson was, uh, Roger Patterson was a guy that was interested in Bigfoot. The, the two of them were out making, I think, a docudrama about discovering Bigfoot or searching for Bigfoot, and, and they just, lo and behold, happened to just come across one. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's pretty good. <sighs> do I have time? Do I have time to do what is the signature moment of the Dimland Radio Show? I think I have to make the time. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Uh, that was intentional. I meant both sounders to play. That wasn't a mistake because not only is this a pedantic moment, it's an arg for me. It's something that gets under my skin. There are things called public service announcements. That's what I use in my ad breaks. They play on TV. They play on radio. It's free time that TV stations and radio stations set aside so that these government-sponsored uh, advertisements, announcements can be played, you know, to remind people to wash your hands, to get your flu shot, that kind of stuff. Well, there's a there's one on the radio now that I've been hearing, and it there's several things that just just make me want to say arg when I hear it because it's it's it gets really really on my nerves. It's first, it's kids. They should be seen and not heard, especially on radio. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I don't really have a problem with kids, but it's kids' voices. And it, it's, it's not just a couple of kids. It's a lot of kids. And, it's, it's, and then it's not just a lot of kids. It's kids saying a repeated phrase again and again. And the phrase is, when I grow up, and then they say, I want to be, and they have they come up with something else, something they want to be. And it's it's weird. It seems weird. One kid says, when I grow up, I want to be a f- football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a park bench. When I grow up, I want to make people comfortable and warm. I, I don't know if these are exact examples. I, 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 I wasn't able to write some down. I couldn't find the damn things, but these are best I can recall. But it's stuff like that. So it's, you know, one kid says, when I grow up, I want to be this. When I grow up, I want to be this. Another kid says, I want to be this. You know, and it's after one after the other after the other. And then they begin to overlap. So it's you get a kid saying, when I grow up, I want to. When I grow up, I want to. Another kid, you know, gets in there in between, you know, before the other kid finishes saying what he wants to be. So they, they crash into each other. And then you get this other kid saying, and it's it's on one and another and another, and then finally it's just it's just repeated. When I grow up, when I grow up, when I grow up, and it's all sorts of kids just happening again and again and again, and then finally the goddamn ad tells you what it's about. Now I understand the marketing idea behind this. We're getting your attention by annoying the shit out of you. You're just listening to find out what the hell are you talking about, and then they explain. 
It's about recycling. So you see, these kids are apparently the young versions of some item that is saying when they grow up they want to become another item. And that's what that's what happens when you recycle you when something has uh, it's used you know it's finished its use put it in the recycle so it can be made into something else and so here's the pedantic moment uh, I got news for you kids you ain't growing up you're being killed that's right that ain't you ain't growing up you get you're getting carousel Except you actually do get renewed. You get changed into something else. You get reincarnated. But that ain't no growing up. See what I mean? All right. Three cool things. I'll make it quick. I spotted this image. Another image. I'll put it on the show notes. Uh, some Somebody put this up, and it's it's brilliant. It's a, it's a picture of Amelia Earhart walking along, walking to her right, right next to a picture of that Bigfoot in the Patterson-Gimlin film walking to its right. Now, Amelia is, she's she's in full stride, she's looking over her shoulder at the camera. Bigfoot, full stride, looking over its shoulder at the camera. It's amazing, and the text above it says something, when you realize that Amelia Earhart and Bigfoot have never been seen together. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. You'll see the image on the show notes page. Um, Number two, Insight, the, uh, the the latest robot to invade Mars, has successfully landed, and let's see what that starts to turn up. It's so cool when the first picture comes back. It's a little dusty, a little dirty, but you can see the surface of Mars. It's just, it's just, it's just like that's another planet. That's another planet. So that's how cool is that? And uh, number three, it's kind of cool. It's cool and it's bittersweet because the end of Crystal Vember has taken place. If you recall, at the beginning of this month. Uh, I told you guys that I was doing a daily drawing challenge for a Facebook friend of mine. Her name is Crystal. Uh, she's uh, she's she's dealing with cancer, and she posted on Facebook that she was feeling a little bit abandoned by some friends once her illness became known. And I thought that was uh, I thought oh I should do something nice for her. And I contacted her husband. I said hey I've been doing this drawing challenge all, every day. Uh, during October, I'd like to kind of keep. I'd like to keep doing this. Uh, I could do a drawing for Crystal each day of the month, and and post that on Facebook, uh, just to show her that you know people are thinking about her and and to do something nice for her. And you know, would that be cool with you? And he said, Yeah. And then he helped me get some ideas of what 30 items to draw, and uh, I, I some from him. And then I went to her Facebook page and found a bunch of other things. I thought, okay. And I put together 30 items. Some friends, uh, uh, Michael and Jeff, and Jeff's daughter Rose pitched in. Uh, Crystal did a few drawings herself, uh, and some other people got pitched in. I want to thank all of them. It was really cool. They all put together, so I got 31 drawings. I did I did one bonus drawing uh, that I'm going to mail off to Crystal. And uh, she thanked, uh, I thanked her for letting me do them, and she thanked me for doing them. And she said she liked, uh, it was something to look forward to each day to see the, it was fun to see the drawings and uh, the interpretation of the stuff. So uh, that was pretty darn cool, and I hope you've had at least three cool things happen for you this past week. Good night, our Good night, Frau Blucher. And I've reached the end of another show. So you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Remember to be skeptical and that extraordinary, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And that I am your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. Check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. <laughs>